Report recorded live on Jupiter's third largest moon, Callisto. Fools be robbing him of his technique, the way he speak, the way he get down, the way he sound, and if you ask me, they must be on the jock of the innovator. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrificed to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, we are going to take a look at Marvel's latest flick known as Ant-Man. It's a Paul Rudd vehicle. I'll tell you all about it and what I thought. I'm going to tell a story. I got a story about a weird situation I was in that had me feeling like... It had me feeling like I was seeing ghosts. And then... The main event, the main topic, it's one of our favorites, one of your favorites and mine. We're going to do some dig talk, going to talk about that wacky place where the junk is. Okay, my dudes, we're going to get ready. Iceberg is still away on probation, so hit it. I'm not an MC talking all that junk about who can beat who. You sound like a punk. I just get down and I go for mine. Say check one, two and run down the line. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report, the greatest podcast in the world. I'm sitting around the station early last week just doing whatever when dude knocks on my door. Rather, dude rings the bell. So, you know, I go and answer it to see who it is. And it's this guy that I, um, I wouldn't say I know him, but I see him. He lives up around the corner. He has a couple dogs that sit in his front yard. One of them is a red healer. I also have a red healer who goes by the name of Ursa. So I notice him. I notice him and his dogs. But anyway, he is at my door with a German Shepherd on a leash. It's always weird when somebody that you know but don't really know is at your door. You immediately, you immediately expect the worst. Um, something bad, like maybe, you know, a pet has been injured or one of your children fell down and they're laying in the street and this guy is telling you something of that sort. But anyway, dude has a German Shepherd on a leash and I answer the door and I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You know, how's it going? Blah, 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 blah. He immediately jumps into it with, um, do you know where this dog lives? I found it, I found it wandering around the street. And I know that you walk your dog around and you see some stuff. And I thought maybe you would know where this dog comes from. So I'm like, oh, the neighbors have German Shepherds. Let me, let me take a look at this one. So I take a look. I am a bit familiar with their dog. I've seen it. It's gotten out a few times. When it gets out, it comes over to my door for whatever reason. Maybe it's smart and it knows I can get him back in the yard. But he comes to the door. I go and I put him back in the yard. So I'm thinking maybe this is the same dog. So I take a look and I check out his tag. And the tag says Kaya, which is the name of the neighbor's dog. Her name is Kaya. So I go, oh, this is her, you know. Uh, let's put her back in the yard. I thought he had found her like I have found her many times before. So we go over to the gate. I pop it open and the dog runs in. But I look in there and I notice two dogs. I know the neighbor has two dogs already and I'm surprised to see a third. I did not know that they had gotten a third, but the dog that the gentleman found runs right into the yard like it belongs there. The other two dogs don't bother it. So I go, oh, maybe they're just pet sitting. I don't know. I don't know their business. We're not that close. But anyway, 
I put the dog in there and I go and I write a post-it note on the guy's door saying, Hey, Kaya got out. I put her back in your yard just in case you notice anything amiss, anything out of the ordinary. So I go back to doing whatever I'm doing. And then a while later, dude comes to my door and he's like, Oh, hey, thanks for, it's the neighbor. The neighbor comes to the door and he says, Hey man, thanks for, thanks for finding Kaya. I appreciate you putting her back there. And I tell him no problem. And then I ask him, Hey, when did you get a third dog? And he says, Oh, we don't have a third dog. We only have Kaya. And then we have one other dog. He said the name, but I forget. And I said, that's weird because I saw three dogs. I know that I saw three dogs. I saw them. I noticed it. I paid attention to it. I, I It was in my brain bank. And he says, no, I only have two. So I start thinking to myself, maybe I put some random dog into his yard that did not belong there. But the dog was named Kaya. So I'm thinking, this is not true. Maybe I am seeing things. I start to doubt myself. I didn't really start to doubt myself that bad yet, but I did start to get some doubts because I remember reading somewhere that eyewitnesses are notoriously unreliable. You cannot count on what they say. And I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe you did eyewitness the three dogs, but for whatever reason, you're bugging. Maybe you just saw a cloud of German shepherds. They're all German shepherds, all three of them. Maybe you saw a cloud of them. And got confused, thought you saw three, only saw two. I have to admit, I was not wearing my spectacles like I should be. And the the spectacle factor has to be taken into account. I, I don't have horrible vision, but I could be confused by a big uh, tornado of German shepherds. Anyway, I start thinking that might be it. But then I also think, maybe the dog is hiding somewhere. Maybe I put the dog in there. It's a bit submissive, so it just ran in, but now it's nervous and it's hiding in the bushes. And the neighbor didn't give the yard a thorough check, as far as I would imagine. This is what I'm starting to think. I'm thinking, maybe it's hiding. And then I start to get worried, like, hmm, maybe when dude's kids come home, the dog will jump out and bite one of the kids. So I just feel, I feel like I should go over there and have a second talk with him about it. Just, just to tell him that I'm pretty sure there were three dogs and that maybe, maybe he might want to just stick his head under the porch and make sure that the other Kaya isn't under there. So I, I kind of lingered around the garbage can. It was garbage day, and I knew he'd be out getting the cans at some point. So I kind of I kind of dawdled around the front yard hoping to bump into him, and I did. So I went over, and I'm like, hey, bro, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, I did check. And I go, did you check everywhere? And I'm starting to think I might be sounding like a weirdo, but I go, did you check everywhere? Did you stick your head under the porch? Did you look in the bushes? I just want to know that he checked as thoroughly as I would have wanted to check because his kids are going to come home and I'm like, this jog dog is going to leap out and bite them right off at the head. So he insists to me that he did. And what can I do? I have to take his word for it. It is his kids. It's their safety. So whatever. And I take his word for it. So anyway, I'm, you know, sitting there and then the old lady calls and I tell her what's going on. And she goes, that's really weird. Maybe you saw a ghost. Now I know I did not see a ghost, but I do know that they did have another dog that passed away last year. She's like, maybe you saw the ghost of that dog. And I'm like, I did not see a ghost. I saw a third dog. But I do think this might be the kind of time where people who believe in ghosts, like if you are already a true believer, you might convince yourself that you did in fact see a ghost. You might decide that, yes, it was a ghost. I no longer want to think about this. I am now amongst a group of people who have seen a spirit. I, I do not believe in spirits in any way. I enjoy Art Bell. I enjoy Dark Matter Radio and all that kind of Brian Alvarez after dark stuff. I love ghosts. I love Bigfoot. But I don't really actually believe in any of that. But I do like to hear about it. But anyway, I tell her I did not see a ghost. I saw three dogs. I'm not, I am not the one. So she thinks about it for a second and she goes, you know, 
maybe, maybe it is possible that the guy came over and got the dog because he discovered it belonged to somebody else. And I go, no way that is impossible. The dog is named Kaya, and it was also a German Shepherd. What are the odds that there are two German Shepherds named Kaya in the same neighborhood? So she says, you know, I'm on my way home right now, and I'm going to stop at that guy's house, and I'm going to ask him, I need to get to the bottom of this. And I go, hey, do your thing. So she stops over there, and she asks the guy, and then a few minutes later, she comes home, and she tells me, yeah, he came and he got it. He was in the street, and he saw somebody walking around yelling, Kaya. So he's like, oh, there's a, I took your dog over here and put it in this yard. So, in fact, there were two German shepherds named Kaya. Yes, there were two Kayas on the same street within a couple houses of each other unknown to each other. Just totally weird. And then what's even weirder is I mentioned this story to 2.0 and she said, oh, there are actually two kids named Kaya at my school. I'm just like, what is this? Are there a lot of Kayas around where you live? If there is, hit me up on Twitter. It's at IC Robots, I-S-E-E Robots. Hit me up, hashtag Kaya. Uh, K-A-Y-A, I think. But I think the neighbor actually spells it K-A-I-A, but I don't know. That's, that's his trip. So anyway, I gotta, I feel like I gotta complete this mission. I gotta complete the circle. So I go over to bro next door's house, and I'm just like, dude, check it out. I got to the bottom of it. I, I went over, well, my wife went over, and she talked to the dude, and yes, there is another Kaya. The other Kaya was in your yard. It was removed, and now, um, now we know. Now we know the truth. I'm thinking how weird this is, and I don't really, I don't know if I am getting across how weird this was to me. It was a period of an hour, and during this time, it was really, really, like, all I was thinking about. Trying to get to the bottom of this Kaya mystery, because I knew I saw three dogs, people were insistent there was only two, and it, it just gets really weird when you start to doubt your faculties. I'm like, oh my god, am I losing it? Am I getting weird? Is this it for me? Is this it for my brain? Am I entering Alzheimer's at an early age? But I am not. Mystery solved. Everything is great. It's all good in the hood. I think this might be the single longest story I have ever told on the Toys R Us report. And I apologize if it's not your thing, but man, it was weird to me. And just put yourself in my shoes for a minute and imagine that you are tripping out about a dog in a yard and blah, blah, blah. All right, up next, at the movies. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? We're literally trying to save the world here. Are you sure you can handle this? We're professionals. Here we go. El 17 de julio, prepárate para el evento más grande del verano. This is awesome. You know, I ruined the moment, didn't I? Yes, you did. Ant-Man Ant is not getting the best reviews in the world, which is weird to me because I thought it was pretty fun. I went to see it this last, uh, this last Tuesday, Monday, I forget. We had to go and see it later than usual because 2.0 was out of state and it's a family tradition to see these Marvel flicks together. So we waited and man, it was cool. I had a really good time. I don't know what the critics are complaining about, sure. It's not perfect, it's not Guardians of the Galaxy, it's not Captain America 2, but it's not Avengers 2 Age of Ultron, which I did not like. This was, I thought it was funny. I had a lot of laughs, I, 
I am a fan of Paul Rudd. Maybe I should say that ahead of time. I do have a bit of a Rudd bias, so seeing him don the Ant-Man gear was kind of a treat for me. Also, this is another movie set in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is near to where, uh, where the space station lets us off when we beam down, so... That's always fun. I wonder why the Bay Area is in so many movies. Maybe it's just movies I see. I don't even know. It, irregardless, who cares? Anyway, the movie was directed by two different dudes. I think that's uh, the big deal with it. Edgar Wright, the comedic superstar, started off and there was some kind of a beef and he left and they got some other dude to finish it off. And you can tell... You can see the different portions of the movie and how they do seem different. But I don't know, man. I had a good time. I thought it was fun. There's a lot of fun uh, little zingers. The zingers in it are actually funny. And I think that that might have to do with having somebody like Paul Rudd, who is a comedic actor, as opposed to, like, you know, Chris Hemsworth or one of these other guys who are more um, action-oriented in their talents. Another thing I kind of dug is that the movie's on a smaller scale. I'll get it, Ants, Ant-Man. It's a small scale. No, what I mean to say is that the movie is smaller in its scope. Ant-Man isn't out there saving the world. He's out there trying to steal something from somebody, somebody who, um, is not the right person to have it. It might be a bit too dangerous in their hands. Ant-Man's trying to get it from them and give it to somebody who... Somebody who will keep it safe. Let's just leave the plot at that. There's some family stuff. You know, he wants, he's a ex-con who wants to get in touch with his kids. That kind of stuff. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I heard 2.0 laughing through the whole thing. She brought a friend with her to the movie and she was laughing too. So this might be a good one to take your teens, your preteens to. There's enough kind of gags and giggles there and here that they will be entertained in between the uh, superhero throwdowns. Oh, you know who else was in it was Kate from Lost, Evangeline Lilly. She is one of my favorite actors. I was a really big Lost fan and she might have been my favorite character overall. I know that there are some people out there, some misguided people out there who prefer Sun and, you know, not to take anything away from Sun, but yeah, come on. Kate on Lost is, she is a special lady. Anyway, she is in it um, as she is one of the people who trains Ant-Man in the use of the suit. She she is the daughter of the inventor of the suit, Hank Pym. Um, Hank Pym in the comics is the original Ant-Man, Giant Man, and also Yellow Jacket. So he's every character in this movie, and he uh, he's the one who originally trained in the suit, but he's a bit older now, so he is passing it along to Paul Rudd. And Kate from Lost is the one who is kind of specifically training him in the different fighting skills and whatnot he can use while shrunken down. She basically teaches him how to fight. She's like the Ronda Rousey of the thing with flying triangles, arm bars, flips, judo throws, you name it. It's pretty fun. So I got to recommend this movie, man. I don't know. I would go see it. Take your family. It's fun. It's not the greatest movie of all the times, but it does get the ISR big thumbs up. So... After this, we're going to be right back with a couple tales from the dig. Hey, this is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke on G.I. Joe, and you're listening to the Toys R Us Report. Yo, Joe! Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the Toys R Us Report with a generous purchase of some retro or not so retro junk, maybe a Ghostbusters action figure, or a Star Trek Pride Hella hat, 
It's really up to you. VirtualDirtMall.com. You won't be sorry for long. Scarecrow and Mrs. King will not be seen tonight, but will return next week at this time. Yo, Dingleberry, you want it, you got it. More tales from the dig, a.k.a. Dig Life. I'm sorry that I arranged for you guys to be called Dingleberries, but man, that's just how I feel sometimes, and you know, sometimes you're Dingleberry, sometimes you're not Dinglin'. So anyway, as we all know, The Dig is what I call the Goodwill Outlet Store. The last place that all Goodwill merchandise goes before it meets a death. A total death, because you can see through the loading dock doors that they have the compactor back there. I have actually witnessed them going with the blue cart, pushing the big blue cart back there, just tipping the thing right into the compactor. So it's like, if you don't buy it, it is sayonara item. Which makes me wonder sometimes why they charge as high a price as they do, because pretty soon they are going to have to pay to have it carted off to the dump. So... Sometimes I think the prices should be in line with what you would pay for something that will soon have to be paid for to be disposed of. The Dig is a wacky place full of wacky characters. I've talked about it in a few previous episodes. I did a whole episode dedicated to it. I don't know. I don't know off the top what episode number that was. It was one of them a ways back. Just go dig through the thing. Dig through the uh, listings at thegreatestpodcastintheworld.com. And you will soon enough find the episode that you are looking for. So anyway, the way things work over at The Dig is they bring out big blue carts full of items at random times. Every time they bring one out, they take one away. And when they're bringing one out, they make everybody get behind a line. And as soon as the things are available, they say go. Everybody runs out there, grabs like maniacs. It's the closest you will ever be to being on a kind of violent uh, television game show. Oh, here's, here's the thing. I have been periscoping some of my trips to the dig. Pay attention to the Facebook group. Pay attention to the Twitter at IC Robots. The Facebook group is facebook.com backslash IC Robots. Pay attention because I go there and I leave a little note saying that I'm going to start periscoping soon. And at that point, you can hop over and watch what I am doing at the dig at the moment. It is not that exciting. I can't do it during the drops. It's too crowded. I don't really think people want to be taped, so I got to keep it on the low. But it is kind of fun because you can see my hands digging through boxes, checking stuff out. So uh, keep your eye open for that. Keep your eye out for that. It is on Periscope. Periscope is a phone app, if you didn't know. It's a phone app that allows you to broadcast live what you are doing at that moment. My username on there is Robots. Of course. So the other day I got a pretty good score at the dig. I did not get it personally, but I was able to acquire it secondhand from somebody else who hangs out there. During the drop, I saw it go by. It rolled by a giant plastic bag full of He-Man Masters of the Universe action figures. I saw it go by. I wanted to get it. You know, I, I wanted to get it. I did not see a lot of people with their eyes on it. And I'm like, this is it. This is the reason that I come to the dig. I come to find things like this. So it's like, go, everybody runs. But I got beat there. I got beat by a lady named Stella. Stella is a big time vendor over at the Sebastopol flea market. She has, her booth is three three spaces and it's as close as you could get to a real store it's it's all closed and it's very well organized everything is organized by size everything is on hangers they have shelves they have racks it is pretty much a real store that is uh, portable it moves you know she takes it home at the end of the day but Stella's a big time vendor over there 
she's a nice lady, and I guess, you know, she's a veteran. She has her eyes on the prize, and she beat me to the He-Man figures. But after the big drop, I kind of angled over to her cart and sort of gave her the... What do you got there? And I started talking to her, and she was open to selling the He-Man figures to me. It took a while. I really did have to negotiate with her because I don't think she knew what they were, but she also didn't want to sell them because if I wanted them, they must be something decent, right? That's sort of how it works. If another dude who sells junk wants something that you have... It must be so that he could sell it. And that is partially true. I did put them up for sale. I put a bunch of the good ones up over on virtualdirtmalt.com. I kept a few for myself, some personal ones I wanted. I don't, I'm not a collector. I'm not a collector of Masters of the Universe. And there were some neat ones in the bag. So I did, I put the neat ones up there, kept a couple that I wanted. But anyway, Stella was cool. She was open to selling them to me. But there is a rule at the dig that you're not allowed to sell the merchandise inside the store. So, oh, I do want to say this. All the names here are changed. I'm not using anybody's real name. Not that it really matters. It's not like anyone hangs out at the dig. But I I change people's names to names that I think they should have. Because to be honest, I don't know their names. I don't ask. I don't care. I do care, but I don't ask. But I, I change them to what I think they look like. And she looks like a Stella. I don't know. I think that's what she is. Maybe an Estrella. No, that's a Star Wars. I think she's a Stella. At any rate, I, I negotiated with her and I bought them. I got a very nice price. I got the whole bag for what average averages out to be maybe 50 cents a figure somewhere in that range. Let me tell you some of the cool ones I got that I was pretty uh, pretty geeked about. I got Scareglow. Scareglow is not like super rare, but he's one of the more uncommon ones. He is, some people believe that he is the ghost of Skeletor. He is the ghost of a skeleton. He's neat. He glows in the dark. None of the figures had accessories. Some had their armor. He was not one, but still, he's a bit uncommon. I also got the king. I got a uh, King Randor, and he came with his armor and his crown, but he doesn't stand up. He has that problem with his legs. Sometimes Masters of the Universe guys' legs go limp. It's some kind of some kind of a horrible disease that afflicts Eternians. I also got Snakeface. Snakeface is one that I have not seen before. He has a lever in his back, and when you flip it, snakes pop forward out of his head and chest. Pretty neat. I got a fun picture of him. I put that one on the Facebook group. He looks pretty weird. He has this neat three-dimensional element. I enjoyed him. Uh, I got Snout Spout. He is a mechanical elephant, and he squirts water out of his nose. I got Mechanek. I got Cyclone, I got Stinkor, but he does not stink. I didn't get any first series dudes, and those are the ones, maybe some of these are first series, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but these are the ones that I am into. I like He-Man, I would like a completed He-Man with the shield, the axe, the sword, the whole bit. I would like Skeletor with his sword. I think it's neat how the two of them go together to make the uh, magical blade, whatever it was called. I want ones like that. I kind of want a man-at-arms with the whole armor and the mace. And none of these guys are in there. So it wasn't so much for me as it was for the store. But hey, man, that's cool because I get to have them and I get to take pictures of them. And, you know, they're around the house until they sell. But, um... Yeah, hop on over to virtualdirtmall.com if you want to take a peek at any of those. All right, let's take a quick break right about now and check out something off the old uh, videotape library. Got it right here. This is is not it. Okay, hold on one sec. Oh, here it is. Um, Let me pop that in and we will be right back. 
Where can you find King Randor? Not in stores, but now with this exclusive offer. When you buy any three Masters of the Universe figures, King Randor can be yours for free. Yes, free. Look for any of the heroic figures, like Flying Fist, He-Man, and the Rock Man, or their evil enemies, like the Snake Man, Rattlor, Tongue Lashor, and King Hill, or Terror Claw, Skeletor, and Hurricane Hordak, each sold separately. You can mail in free proofs of purchase, and soon the King will be yours for free. Get details where you buy Masters of the Universe, and long live King Randor. Too cool, too cool. I did not know that King Randor was a mail away. The weird things you find when you're skimming through weird old videotapes that you got laying around. So let's uh, let's see what else is going on over at the good old dig. Hold on, we're getting a. I'm getting I'm getting a breaking news report. Hold on, one sec. This is a Toys R Us news update. All the toys, all the time. Man, my dudes, we have just gotten news from Earth. Wrestling great Rowdy Roddy Piper has passed away at the age of 61. That is so young. By the time you guys get this, this will be old news, so I don't know the purpose of really doing this news report. It takes a while for things to get from Jupiter to Earth. I just, I was the biggest Rowdy Roddy Piper fan as a kid. It would not be unfair to say that the Hot Rod was my childhood idol. When I was in elementary and junior high school, I had a Hot Rod shirt just like the one that he wore that I would rock maybe two out of the five days of the school week. It's just, it's with a heavy heart that I have to even talk about this. The dude was one of my favorites. What I liked about him was that he was a small dude who was constantly fighting the odds when he battled his nemesis, his WWF nemesis Hulk Hogan. I mean, the Hulk was a monster. That's why they called him a Hulk and Hot Rod. He was just a normal-sized dude that was always, always fighting an uphill battle against the evil, in my mind anyway, and time has shown him to be evil Hulk Hogan. The Hot Rod, just a couple months ago, maybe a month and a half, two months back, he was at a toy show in San Jose, and we thought about going... I wanted his autograph, but for whatever reason, I did it. Sometimes, sometimes at the last minute, I get nervous. I get nervous meeting somebody. I mean, my dudes, he was my idol, so it, it's understandable to get nervous. But anyway, we did not go, and now I regret it really bad. It would have been nice. It would be nice to have had a picture with Rowdy Roddy in my gallery of the Icy Robots Hall of Fame. We do have a Hall of Fame set up with many an autograph photo and Hot Rod would definitely belong in there. I cannot I cannot get across how much I enjoyed him. He seemed like such a special wrestler to me. He was so anti-authority. He was just, he was the antithesis to the say your prayers, take your vitamins, Hulk Hogan of the day. And I was the kind of kid who always rooted for the heels. And when it came to heels, there was no one. And I mean no one better than the Hot Rod. Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was also in, I'm a big John Carpenter fan, and he was in They Live, which is one of John Carpenter's all-time classics with the all-time greatest, maybe all-time the greatest fight scene of all time with, uh, with that black dude from that other movie. Man, that was great. They're like suplexing themselves all over the, uh, all over the alley. I loved it. One of the first dates I ever went out on with what who uh, became my wife eventually we watched They Live over at her house, and she had never seen it, and she was nice enough to go and get it with me, and we watched it, and I made her watch that fight scene two or three times in a row, and at that point, I knew that she was wife material. 
thanks for that, Hot Rod. You helped me make the right choice. Just the other month, Stardust, Dusty Rhodes passed away, and now the Hot Rod, Rowdy, Roddy Piper. My heart can't take much more of my childhood, my childhood idols floating away. Man, it's, it's tough. It's a tough period of time, but at any rate, Rowdy, Roddy Piper, we here at the ISR Command Center, we reminisce over you. it this far it's time the final segment your weekly toy shop update the toys r us report all right my dudes thanks for sticking in so far i appreciate it i know it's summer even though summer is winding down there are still a lot of fun activities out there there are county fairs still a bunch of awesome movies to come out and you know i appreciate you taking any time that you can spare and giving it to us here on the Toys R Us report. One thing you can do, though, is uh, hop on over to Patreon at um, supportthereport.com. Take a peek. Take a peek at some of the incentives that we have made available for those that contribute. I got a super VHS tape I've been working on coming out soon. It's going to be a ton of commercials, ton of fun stuff off the DVR, and that is going to be made available only to those who join up for a gold level membership. You're going to want to get your hands on one. It is destined to be a rare classic. You know how we do here on the Toys R Us report, all-time classics every time out. So anyway, I was only able to get over to the Toys R Us one time this week, and I did not notice anything of note, except for that the Batgirl 64 and the Reaction Shark Jaws set are down to limited numbers. The Batgirls are all gone. Somebody scooped those up. I asked one of the uh, associates there, and they did assure me that they were going to get more, but the Reaction Sharks over in the Shark Week display display are now down to one shark and I kind of want to get it I don't know I guess if I did want to get it I would have gotten it but I didn't get it so I am just left in a, a sort of feeling of mm, should I go over there and pick it up or should I just forget about it I think that that means usually that you don't want it too bad because otherwise I mean you would have gotten it right if you really want it when you see something you want, you get it right then. You don't wait till later and think about it. You just go ahead and grab it. And since I didn't grab it, I think maybe I only wanted to see it as opposed to want to own it. And that's it. That's word to my mother, my guys. We are out. We have hit the half hour mark, which is that's about as much as we can transmit in one batch from up here on Jupiter. So we're going to call it a week. We are going to call it a week. This is your boy, Icy Robots, here for uh, the Toys R Us report. Everybody here on the station. This is episode number 45. So if you don't know, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.